Hey, what's up, Confessions of a Worship Leader? Brandon Dempsey here. Thanks again for following Confessions of a Worship Leader. Here is my daily confession. Not being afraid to make a mistake. Oh, and if you make a mistake, make it. So what do I mean by that? You know, we go into the weekend. It's Saturday today. Sunday's coming. We have service coming up. And all the preparation involves with technical aspects, thinking about transitions, segment to segment, music, technology, you name it. And it's so easy for us to get trapped into those mechanics, and which is fine because that's just part of our job. But when does that part of your job take over your entire mental capacity? I mean, I remember not enjoying my Saturdays at all. Yes, I had the day off. I didn't have to be at church. I didn't have to rehearse or practice because I've already done that. But everything's still playing in my mind. And what's playing in my mind? All of the drama of service itself and people. And namely, not to do anything wrong. Meaning, being afraid of making a mistake. So I would run my whole weekend in fear of not making a mistake because of what somebody might say. And it would basically just rob my weekend from who? My family, where I feel like I couldn't be me anymore. I felt like I was so trapped up into thinking and to if I can maybe just make a roadmap mentally a perfection of how I want tomorrow to go, then I'll be okay and I can make these bad feelings go away. The problem with all that is that <laughs> I'm just fooling myself. I'm just spending excess energy to make something happen that probably won't happen, meaning perfection, because there's nothing that I can do about it. But what I can do in my own ability is to execute what I've rehearsed well and to make sure that I prepare adequately so that way I'm not just efficient but I'm going above and beyond to deliver a good leading of worship. Now there's nothing wrong with that but when it begins to cloud my own personal sanity that's where it becomes a problem. Now why would it cloud my personal sanity? Maybe it goes back to people, like I said before. Not being afraid of mistake, to make a mistake because of what people might say. Well, who are these people, by the way? Let's talk about that. People could be, of course, people in your church. People who are watching the service. Let's go a little bit deeper. Who's watching the service? Oh, maybe that's it. Aha. Therein lies the problem. It's people who are watching worship and people who are versus people who are worshiping, right? If you have people that are worshiping, they actually are not going to be the ones complaining to you about mistakes made or what happened to church that they didn't like. You know why? Because they're too busy worshiping. And that's what they should be doing. But those who watch worship, watch worship. They don't worship. They are the ones that are pointing out all the mistakes, all the failures, all the inconsistencies. And what do I do? What do they do? Of course, bring them up to you as soon as the service ended. You know, in fact, I had a church member approach me during the worship service when I sat down after the pastor was going, the pastor was speaking, sat down to me and she said, you know, I'd like for you to choose a better song when you get back up there. 
I mean, how does that make you feel? It, it Already, it's like, who are you trying to please? Are we trying to please people? Which we can never do, by the way. Are we trying to please the Lord himself? Honestly, I've never, ever heard God say, Brandon, can you choose a better song for me next time? I've never heard it. I've never read it. I've never studied it. I've never seen it. <laughs> so why does that exist? Because we have people with selfish needs in the church. Well, as you know in ministry, or maybe you're just finding that out right now, that's just part of the territory. You're going to have people that are going to find your mistakes. They're going to not like you. They're not going to like the things you do. That's something that you have to resign yourself from and just be okay. Now, where, where it becomes toxic is when you involve staff and leadership that hold those same views. That's where it becomes even more problematic. See, I could shake off a church member or anyone else that makes a comment, but when it comes from leadership or somebody in the staff, it becomes a bigger problem. Why? Because now it's not just a... Um, uh, a ministry issue it's uh, it's more of a mental game um, it crosses the lines into it can be spiritually abusive which I talk a lot about on this site so how do you deal with that when the pastor says hey Brandon I want you to choose a better song than that one last next time you can take it um, for what it's worth like a grain of salt okay hey no problem we can choose a better song but then it's like well what's a better song how do you define a better song and who defines it for you and why does it become that important that it is a better song is it to match the sermon better okay i get it is it because uh, you want to increase more singing participation check no problem is it because musically you wanted to sound better check 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 but what if you pick a song that does all those things and you're still told, hey, that needs to be a better song. That's okay, too. Again, people are going to have their own opinions, but it doesn't mean that you live by them. But coming from leadership makes it tough, especially because that that right there is the mistake. It's the mistake of not just playing or singing it incorrectly or making fumbles, but now it's the mistake of choosing the wrong song, which is why worship leaders go left and right um, to groups to find out, hey, what songs are you singing? Hey, I need help. And that's okay too. But again, it becomes problematic when we fear making the mistake because we're fearing leadership or fearing people. So when we think about how we are to prepare for worship, we need to let the Lord lead us in that preparation of worship. We need to allow the Holy Spirit to um, inhabit us where we invite the Lord into our fears, invite the Lord into those insecurities, invite the Lord into our weekend on a Saturday when we're trying to enjoy with our family and just be brave enough to say, hey, you know what, God, I'm going to put this off. And in fact, I'm going to put this on you because God says, come and test me. Test, test, test to see the word. And I don't mean testing God, but I mean, you know, put those problems on him and say, you know what, Lord, this pastor is a problem right now, or this church member, or this song, or the fear of making a mistake is an issue for me. I'm going to put this on you right now, and I need you to help me through this. Because honestly, friends, it is about the Lord Jesus changing us through these difficult experiences and circumstances, 
and not just changing the people. So before you start praying about other people, pray for yourself that God will give you the intellect and wisdom and maturity to work through it and the healing that goes along with it when those fiery darts go your way. Anyway, I hope that you enjoy your Saturday and I hope that you enjoy um, your family and whatever else that you're doing and preparing your heart for worship because that's where it needs to be, doing it the right way and not in the fear of making a mistake. Love you guys. See you next time. Thanks again. And remember, your story is important because it's worth confessing. See you next time.